This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Jupiter, it is me again. I see robots and not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less week. And this week, dudes, it's gonna get so much less week. We're gonna, we're gonna have a bit of a short show, but it's gonna be fun. We're gonna talk about uh talk about that new Avengers movie. We're gonna talk about a whole whole bunch of fun things. It's gonna be cool, it's gonna be great. I guarantee that you will have guarantee you're gonna have a super time. So without further ado, let's uh hit it. The greatest of the great. Get it straight, he's great. Playing fame because his name is known in every day. To see him lay will make you day. God damn, that podcast made my day. Yo, icy robots, just kick a little something for them cars that be bumping. Will do, I'm on top of it. Let's kick a little something for them cars with the, with the bass in the back. Is that still a thing? I do think it is. Every once and again, I hear somebody go by the Earth base, and I'm like, man, that car, that car's got some thump. Back in the day, we used to, uh, we used to ride around in the thumping car, me and my man, my man Chris, and my man Slug Nutty. Slug Nutty had a, uh, he had this bright yellow Cadillac with, with the big box in the back, and he had the subwoofers and all that stuff. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about car stereos. I'm the type to just, like... Whatever's in there, dude, I'll stick with it. If it's just got a radio, I'll play the radio. If it's got a tape player, I'll play some tapes. The the uh, ISR mobile has has a tape player. I I play tapes in it, man. I play some of these rap tapes that I that I buy. I recently got um Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. And I've been playing that. I got I got the score by the Fugees at the flea market the other week, and I've I've been playing that. That's a great tape, dude. The Fugees were. I don't think that history remembers them as well as they were. They were pretty good, man. They they released some good uh, some good music. The first two are both solid, but then then the group kind of imploded. I think that Wyclef's first one, his first solo one, is pretty good. I even like Praz's first solo one. I am not I'm not the biggest Lauren Hill fan in the world. She kind of kind of switched over to. To singing, and I only think she's an okay singer. I think that for a rapper that sings, she's terrific as a singer. But if she tries to go out there as a singer, she doesn't really. I don't think she has it as much as she has it as a skill as a rapper. I think that I think she's an all-time great MC. But that's um, that's nothing. That's nothing that anybody 
Anybody asked about, nobody wants to know what I think about the Fuge, about the refugee camp. So, so dig this. Me and, me and the old wife were in the Safeway the other day doing our weekly grocery shopping trip. You go to the Safeway over on, uh, over on Calistoga Road and we're doing, we're doing the trip, right? We got the cart and we're walking around and both her and I are ardent players of Pokemon Go. We play a lot. We have a good time. I think it's fun. It's not It's not like it's the most complicated, involved game in the world. But I do like to walk the dog, and it's fun. It's fun to catch Pokemon when I'm walking the dog. It makes the time go by quicker. If I'm out doing something, it makes the time go quicker. I like how the game is out in the real world. It, it prompts me to go out there, and it's free. Me and the wife have fun. We walk around. We collect Pokestops. We collect Pokemon. It's good. Get some exercise, get some fresh air while, while, uh, you know, catching Pokemon, dude. You gotta catch them all. And we were at the Safeway, and we were doing it while we're walking around. She had the, she has her phone sitting in the cart on her, on her purse, you know. And I, I got it in my hand. I'm kind of looking at it as we're, as we're walking along. And we were going through the, the bakery section. We were at the end of the shopping strip trip. We start over at produce, go through the aisles, and we end up, we end up in the bread. So we're over in the bread getting ready to getting ready to go out. And as we're walking by, I heard somebody say, I heard him say Pokemon Go. And I thought, oh, maybe these are like other Pokemon Go players. Then maybe they saw me and they're like, you know, Pokemon Go. So I look, I look behind me and I see this couple. It's a husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend or brother or sister. I don't know. There is a guy and a gal. And they're both garbed in all black with like dyed black hair. The girl has like one side of her head shaved. And they got those those big earring plugs and stuff. And the guy, the guy was wearing a corn t-shirt. For real, it said corn. And he had like a baseball hat with the flat brim pulled kind of sideways. And he had earrings or whatever. And... I, I'm not judging, man. It's just, you know, that's what they look like. So I look over there to see what they said, and I hear the girl go, look at those two bleep, bleep, bleeps playing Pokemon Go. They they said some swears that were basically disparaging our intelligence. Like, look at these dumb bleeps playing their dumb bleep game over there. And look, man, I am not by any means the street fighter type. I'm not the kind that's going to go and start trouble. But I do have a bit of a wit, and I will I will use my wit if somebody talks junk at me. If they talk junk, I will from time to time give them the wit back. So I'm getting ready to unload some wit. But then I see that they're like, they're way far off. Like they said what they said. A good 50 to 75 feet away. I'm surprised I heard them. It shows me they had to be, they had to be saying it in a loud voice. I'm surprised that I heard. So by this time, they are, they are off back toward the uh, produce section. They are so far away that for me to say something back, I would have to, I would have to yell. And I also realized these are the kind of people that are saying stuff from a distance to where you can't confront them. They are, they are, for lack of a better word, a couple punks. They're a couple punks who don't want, they don't want any retaliation. They just want to like, they just want to say what they're going to say, hopefully hurt your feelings, and then move on. But you can't hurt me with words, dudes. I got skin, skin like a rhinoceros when it comes to, 
when it comes to these kind of verbal assaults. When it comes to hateful words, I got skin like a rhinoceros. Diamonds on my mind, the fourth grade I was... It, uh, it doesn't worry me when people say stuff. I don't get worried. I don't really, I don't really get upset, you know? I just, I wonder. I wonder what is it that prompts them to want to say to want to say mean things, you know, what is it that makes somebody want to just, like, bum some dude out who's just, like, walking around playing Pokemon Go? It's like, what do you care what I'm doing, dude? Just, like, mind your own business, live your life. I go through life with the, with the motto of just live your life, dude. Do what you want. As long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't care, man. Do, do your thing. And it's weird when people, like, want to comment on how I'm doing my thing, what do you care that I represent Team Valor in the safe way? And I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to catch my 400th Magikarp so I can, so I can involve it into a, a Gyarados or whatever, whatever it is. I, I started thinking on this, you know, I started, um, I started thinking on this and just like last week, we went to, um, we went to a con, we went to a Comic-Con, right? And... All kinds of people cosplay. And when I was there, I started, I started thinking about cosplay. I, I started thinking, why is it that people, people want to do it? I, I dig like from the design standpoint and the art standpoint, but then sometimes you'll go and there are people who are, they're wearing their dope outfit, but they're also like acting as if they are the characters. And I'm not, I'm not judging. I just, I think that, I think that that's interesting when people do that. And I start thinking, I wonder if what is going on is if the person feels like when they're in the costume, they're letting out what is truly inside of them. You know, when the guy, when the guy is dressed up like Captain America, is it because on the inside he feels like, I want to be Captain America. I want to have valor and I want to do all these good deeds for people and whatever. But then on the, on the flippy flip, there are, there are dudes who dress, for example, like, like the Joker, and they run around and they act all nefarious, you know, they're, they're all into mischief, or somebody who dresses like Loki, and they run around, and they, like, pretend to stab people, and I wonder, is that what they feel? Like, on the, on the inside, when you see somebody who's dressed like Darth Vader, is it because on the inside, he feels like Darth Vader? Is he, is he somewhat drawn to villainy? And that's what, that's what I started thinking about these people who, who called us names, for enjoying our day, essentially. That's what they did. We're, we were enjoying our day. They called us names. So I started thinking, I wonder if they are inherently drawn toward villainy. Do they feel like, I'm going to be the fun crusher plus. I'm going to see somebody have fun. And I'm going to do what I can do to make sure they don't have fun. Because they can't go out there and blow up a blow up an orphanage. Or do whatever it is that the Joker would do. They can't. They can't poison the river with Joker venom so that all the fish have smiley faces because they don't have the wherewithal to invent the Joker venom. There's no river full of fish around here. So they they just take it to where I'm going to ruin Icy Robot's fun. I see that fool trying to evolve his Magikarp and I'm going to, I'm just going to call him a dummy. I'm going to call him a dummy and ruin his day and then I'm going to slip off into the shadows. I don't know, man. Some people... Some people may just be drawn to villainy. I myself, I feel as if I'm a good guy, dude. I'm drawn to, I'm drawn to the forces of good. I'm not the cosplay type, but if I were the cosplay type, I may very well cosplay as a Captain America because inside, I feel like I just wanna, 
just want to make the world a better place. Just want to make people smile, want to have a good time, want to enjoy myself as I am going about doing it. So, I don't know, man. This is just like a little little sociology for the day. Um, this is all, all not here nor there. Let's move. We're going to move right into At The Movies. This is going to be the main crux of the show because, as you know, the, uh, the Avengers came out. The Avengers Infinity War is out. I've seen it, and I will tell you all about it in a sec. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Dread it. Run from it. The end is near. We're gonna need some help. How you been, Buck? Not bad. For the end of the world. He brought back! 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 don't fight for one life. We fight for all of them. Avengers Infinity War. When you said we were going to open Wakanda to the rest of the world, this is not what I imagined. What did you imagine? The Olympics? Maybe even a Starbucks? Everywhere April 27th. So, here it is. The time is now. This, this movie, The Avengers Infinity War, was, is... It's 10 years in the making. I remember the very day that I went with my man Greg, my man Greg, who I don't see, who I don't see as much as I would, as I would like to. I'm down here on the Earth base right now. You might hear, you might hear Ursa the Wonder Dog sort of, uh, sort of pidgeting around. She's got, she's got an itch, you know, she's got, um, got a little hot spot and she, she keeps messing with it. So you might, you might hear her, but I'm not going to ask her to leave. She's my, she's my good bud, you know, she's my bro, so she gets to... She gets to stay, but I remember the day that me and my man Greg went to see Iron Man 1, and who knew that 10 years later this would, this would still be going on, and this would be one of, one of the biggest things in the, in the entire history of things. This is the culmination of all the other, all these other movies I've seen, some good, some pretty good, some not good at all, but it all built to this. Avengers Infinity War, and if I learned anything from my experience seeing Black Panther, in which I, in which I thought I was getting there early, but it wasn't early enough, and I had to sit, I had to sit in the front section, and I, I had uh, less fun than I would have. If I, if I learned anything from that, I, I learned this. I, I thought ahead, and I went and I bought four seats at the, at the more fancy theater over in. Over in the next town over with the, with the reclining chairs, the big, the big comfy, uh, reclining chairs and the tray for your food and all that. I got four seats. I got one for me, the wife, the kid, and the, uh, the kid's gal pal. We all, we all went together. It was, it was a hoot, man. This was, this was an experience. I, I can't think of any movie that's been built up as much as this, except... 
except maybe The Force Awakens. That one was, that was like 30 years into waiting to see what was going to happen to, happen to these characters. This is, this is 10 years in the making. We've seen more of it than we've seen, than I have seen Star Wars. I'm not, um, not a prequel guy except for, except for Rogue One. But, um, what I'm saying is, this was a big deal that was built up after, after all these other smaller adventures. And man, I gotta say, I feel as if it absolutely delivered. It was, I thought it would be good. I definitely thought it would be good. I, I knew that, but this was a, this was a lot better, a lot better than I had even hoped, which is, which is dope. Don't worry though. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I don't give away the spoilers. I don't, I don't go all in like that. I want you to, I want you to get a Siskel and Ebert like experience out of, out of listening to me review this movie. I want you to, I want you to know whether I liked it or not and whether I think you should go see it. And I definitely think you should go see this if you're, if you're into the Marvel things for sure. This one has, this one has like just about every superhero that has come around so far. There are, there are some notable absences that I'm, I think I'm going to play storyline-wise into, into the next one, but this was all the big guns. You got your Captain America, you got your Thor, you got your Iron Man, you got your Black Panther, you got your Spider-Man, you got the Guardians of the Galaxy, you got the Hulk, you got, you got just about everybody that you're going to want to see fighting, fighting against Thanos, the mad the Mad Titan. I hope you caught that episode that I did about Thanos the other week, the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, because I, uh, I got into depth on Thanos, and Thanos is, he's a good villain with a motivation that you can understand, in the comics at least. His motivation in the movie differs from the comics, but it's still, it's still fine. He is, he's more of like an omnipotent powerhouse than, a. Than somebody who you you gotta see how they were wronged to feel to feel their um to feel their problems. He's a he's a godlike being, man. He has godlike thoughts, godlike interests, and uh, you know godlike pursuits like the like the pursuit of the Infinity Gauntlet. The Infinity Gauntlet's this gimmick where it has like these stones in it, and each one of the stones makes um you have control over like. A different aspect of reality. There's like a time gem, a soul gem, and there's there's other ones too. The gems, the gems are kind of like the MacGuffin of the whole thing. You know, the real deal is will Thanos destroy everything when he gets a hold of all the gems, or or will he not? I'm gonna say the movie delivers in that sense. You you find out, you get a you get a cliffhanger, but you also get a satisfying ending. This is this is gonna be a two parter. Um, I knew that going in. I thought that, I thought the second part was coming a bit sooner. It's not till, it's not till like around this time next year. I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was sooner than that. I don't know why, I don't know why I thought that. But in between that and this, you're going to get Ant-Man and the Wasp and you're going to get Captain Marvel and then you're going to get it. But you'll really be looking forward to it by the time, by the time it comes out. There are... There are so many fun parts in this. The The beginning has some, it has some comedic elements that are legitimately very funny. I laughed, I laughed out loud numerous times during the course of the flick. And this is something I like to do. I like to look over and like sneak a peek of a 2.0 or gal pal to see if, to see if they're having fun during the movie. You know, I want us all to have a good time and I want to, 
I want to see if they're feeling it now. While I'm sneaking peeks out of the uh, out of the corner of my eye, I see them both like they're like wide mouth laughing at some of these some of these jokes. Peter Quill, who is you know he's Star Lord, Chris Pratt, good old Chris Pratt. He's got a lot of uh, got a lot of good lines, and Tony Stark has a lot of good zingers. There's some good interplay between Rocket Raccoon and um a uh, an older Groot, a uh, older grumpy Galaga playing Groot. He has this. It's a small little Galaga game that he plays with. That's that's something that's sure to uh sure to get a nice uh feeling from our our boy Vic Sage, you know, of the Diary of an Arcade Employee podcast. Uh so you go, you get some zings at the beginning, you get a lot of fun, but then then they move to Earth. This is like the sort of deal where there's people and they're recruiting other people as they go along for the uh for the big thing. So they they go from space and then they go and they they try to recruit, um, you know, Doctor Strange, and there's some, there's some neat interplay there between between Doctor Banner, the Hulk himself, and uh, and those guys. Let's check that out, and then we will be right back. What's our timeline? No telling. He has the power in space stones. That already makes him the strongest creature in the whole universe. If he gets his hands on all six stones, Tony, he could destroy life on a scale hitherto undreamt of. Did you seriously just say hitherto undreamt of? You're seriously leaning on the cauldron of the cosmos. Is that what If Thanos needs all six, why don't we just stick this one down the garbage disposal? Mm, no can do. We swore an oath to protect the time stone with our lives. And I swore off dairy, but then Ben and Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. Mm, but choppy. Sorry, I'm, uh... It's a hard time using the, the cassette player. I gotta, I gotta hold it up against the mic. I actually... I taped that off TV using a... Using a, uh, you know little handheld tape recorder, but, uh, what are you gonna do, man? Highest, highest production values up here on, uh, the good old Toys R Us report. That was, that was, of course, uh, your Hulk, your Doctor Strange, your Wong, and your, your good old Tony Stark, who is, of course, Iron Man, the dude who got the jump off jump it at the very beginning of the, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, myself, Really like Doctor Strange in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I I like him in the comics. I've read a few Doctor Strange things here or there. He's not he's not my favorite. He's not my least favorite, but he is he is somebody I do like. But um, Benedict Cumberbatch as as Doctor Strange might be the most perfect matchup of character and actor since Robert Downey Jr. himself became uh, Iron Man or. Maybe Chris Evans became Captain America. I don't know. They got they got a lot of pretty good casting, but uh, Cumberbatch is a perfect Doctor Strange, and he has he has an underrated comedic timing in this. He is he's pretty funny. He has some he has some zingers too, and there are parts where him and him and Thanos are going one on one. He's going one on one with the Mad Titan himself, and he's he's holding his own. Doctor Strange is he might be like. Let's see. Let's rate the let's rate the power of the dudes in the in the Marvel universe, uh, Marvel movie universe. You got probably at your top. You have you have Thor. He beats down. He beats Hulk in in Thor Ragnarok, and then then you probably have your Hulk, and then then you got your Doctor Strange, and I don't know, man. I might put Wong like right there below Doctor Strange. Wong, Wong, you know. He's not exactly at Doctor Strange's level, but he's training with Doctor Strange, so he might be, like, right next below, and then, then you got, like, all the dudes who are good at, like, leaping and things like that all, all down there, but, uh, 
it's really great. You get to see like this one-on-one battle between Doctor Strange and Thanos, and he's he's casting spells, he's throwing illusions, and that was that was really great. I uh, I have an appreciation for him that has that has increased. I would say I thought this was I thought this was a really good, really fun movie. It delivers on a lot of levels, and I think that for me, the Marvel movies are they're kind of hit and miss. They have been. They've been on a roll as of late with Thor Ragnarok was really great. Uh, Black Panther was was really great. And, you know, then you're you're going into this. It's all good stuff. Oh, Guardians. The Guardians 2. That was that was really great. And that's all like that's all in a row. They're hitting. I I got Thor Ragnarok on Blu-ray over at um Joe Video. I got a got a used copy for $7.99 and I watched that again at home and while I did like it in the theater, I kind of felt like it underdelivered. But then, but then watching it again, I'm like, "You're totally wrong. This movie's great." So I, I definitely appreciate that. And to me, the best of all the Marvel flicks is Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which was directed by the Russo brothers, who also directed this. So that increased my increased my hopes going in. And like I said a few minutes ago, those those hopes were delivered. I don't want to. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I do want to say, man, the carnage, the carnage is vast in this movie. The carnage is on a scale I have never before seen in a movie of this sort. It gets started and it's like, dude falls, dude falls, dude falls. It's, it's something and not at all in the way that you would that you would expect. They all die like cowards. I'm just kidding. Nobody, nobody dies. Everybody makes it. And in the end, you know, they just like, they come to peace with Thanos and they all, and they all figure things out with, with their words, not their fists. That's the, that's the big twist in the whole thing. I'm opening something right now. I, I went down to the donut shop to get, um, to get a coffee. I, I like it down there. The atmosphere is nice, and I like donuts. But as you know, I'm on a sugar embargo. But um, I did I did uh, want to get a coffee, so I grabbed one there. It, to me, you could go to like the fancy market next to the donut shop. We have like a really nice, really nice like gourmet food place right there. But the donut shop also has coffee, and to me, to be more of like a man of the people, you know, I like I like to get donut shop coffee, not. Not gourmet market coffee, even though the the market coffee is much better. There, there's something to be said for coffee that you gotta you gotta fill full of Splenda just to get any any flavor for. Probably nothing good, but nevertheless, I like to go there. And this is such a sidebar, and I absolutely apologize. I just saw this out of the corner of my eye. I forgot that I got it. I I put a quarter in one of the vending machines that had that had um food item erasers and I got I got a, a taco. I think it's a taco. It might be might be like a gyro. It's hard to say. It's really malformed, but I opened it right here in front of you guys. This is it's an audio unboxing of the of the taco slash gyro from the from the donut shop. Super boring story. I apologize. Not not at all worth your time. It's kinda it's hard to pad these things out without um without giving away too many too many spoilers, too many details. I, I don't know. I might as well go full spoilers, which I'm not gonna do. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that type. But it's like you might as well, because everybody kind of tends to see it the first weekend, or they wait. 
they wait forever to see it, and which you know you can't you can't be protected from spoilers if you're waiting forever to see it. The the spoiler alerts really for really for dudes who are opening weekend types. Let's um let's hop on over to to tomatoes and see what kind of what kind of details we can get on the uh, on the tomato meter. It is ninety three percent with the audience, eighty four with the critics. That that feels about right. There is. 156 minutes in the movie. It it plays long. It was directed by the Russo brothers, written by Christopher Marcus, who also this dude wrote The Winter Soldier. He wrote Civil War. He wrote Thor: The Dark World. That's Thor, the not good one. He wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobes. The the famous uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Let's see what else. What else? It stars pretty much everybody. I just. I just got a message from Gino Vega. We're talking about the about the Mir versus Fedor fight, and he he agrees with me. We both think that we both think Fedor is going to win, but that it's totally up in the up in the air. Did you hear that bloop? That was that was Gino Vega. I'm recording this on Saturday the 28th. He's he's at the beach. I saw he's he's at the uh, at Bodega Bay or something. That's public Facebook knowledge. Uh, the movie's 156 minutes. Yada yada yada. It stars Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Don Cheadle, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, Karen Gillian, Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Mackie, Paul Bettany, Zoe Saldana, Sebastian Sand, Idris Elba, Dave Bautista, Big Dave, Benedict Wong, who who plays Wong, Vin Diesel as Groot, Bradley Cooper, and just about anybody else that you would that you'd want to see in one of these, except for except for some notable exceptions. I I mentioned earlier without without mentioning anything, but I liked it. Let's uh let's get to the let's get to the part where I talk about the mic. So on the oh this was interesting too. Before another another sidebar, the theater was totally sold out, totally packed. They they had these commemorative buckets. I got the commemorative popcorn bucket, and then then they had these other buckets that were character buckets. They had Black Widow. Captain America, the Hulk, and Iron Man, but they were, they were totally sold out, and it's only Saturday, they, they massively under-ordered, I would have gotten one for each of us, just so I could, just so I could check them all out, they didn't have one, but we got the big commemorative bucket, and they also, they threw in a commemorative drink cup, I like, I like commemorative tumblers, I don't know, they're, they're good for when the weather gets hot, and you want like a giant glass of giant glass of Kool-Aid or a giant glass of uh, ice water that you that you drink with a with a strizzaw but as we were going in they were having some kind of an event in the in the theater next to ours I don't know what it was about I think it was some kind of an anti-autism rally or whatever but they had they had a giant table full of kids packs those those you know square cardboard packs that have a little bit of popcorn a little bitty soda drink and a and an M&M, they had a table full of those, but the event was, the event was under-attended, so they gave one to, to 2.0 and her gal pals, so we had the popcorn, we had the big popcorn, the, the kids packs, it was, it was really great, and then I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking around as people are coming in, and every single person got a kids pack, except for me, I was there, I, I got there a little early, I wanted to, wanted to sit down and check out some of my Pokemons before the, before the movie starts, I'm even though I had a reserved seat, I'm still in the habit of showing up early. But 
what are you going to do? I'm glad they got one, even if I did not. So, I'm the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one, one being a dud, and five being an all-time classic. I am going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to give Avengers Infinity War, just, just because it's a pure scope, a good old four mics. Four mics. Mike. Four mics. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us Report. All right, my dudes, we are back for what is the final segment of the show, the one in which we talk about different, like, toy-related things or maybe maybe TV shows that I watch, things like that. This is, this is like your odds and ends segment, the end, the final part, where we go and we say goodbye when we are done. What, um, what's going on? Let's see. There is, there's actually quite a lot. The, uh, in the, in the saga of Toys R Us, we know that, that Toys R Us is going through a, going through a bankruptcy right now. They are in the process of shutting down the shows as we know it, but that doesn't mean it's the end. It's not the end for, it's not the end for Canada. All of the Toys R Us stores in Canada were purchased by a, by a firm named Fairfax, and then the Toys R Us in England were bought by an Irish toy company called Smythes. So, you never know, man. At one point, the the CEO of the company that owns Bratz, the, the Bratz dolls, he he put in an offer for the entire thing that was that was rejected. And that was that was a pretty rough blow when that happened because I, I really felt like this is it. This is the end, but it turns out I think that they rejected the offer because they knew that they they might be getting a better price for the Canadian stores and some of the some of the European European stores rather. So so they held out, and the the Bratz chap has said that he is going to be making a new offer, a sweeter offer for 273 of the American stores. As of now, that has not that has not happened now. Make note, I am recording this show a while, a while before you will get to hear it with, with this, uh, injury-plagued household that I have. I got to, I got to do the recording when the time is available, so I got some time now, so I'm doing it, so it's a bit before the release date, though, so things may have changed by that point. If they do, follow over on the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash IC robots. I'm doing my best to stay on top of to stay on top of all this stuff. To be honest, I have not given up all hope. This is something we have something we have talked about before. It it does seem there's gonna be an offer at some point for 273 of the stores. That's not that's not by any means all the stores. There are seven hundred stores, but you gotta you probably gotta discount the ones that were already slated to be shut. That was that was a couple hundred of them, so I don't know, man. 
I do in some ways feel I do feel that hope is not lost and it could be it could be that we will be we will be still going to Toys R Us stores in the future after after the bankruptcy after the bankruptcy stuff all dies down. I don't know. It feels like a long shot, but it does. It does feel like you never know. It's a possibility. The the people in Canada and the people in England, they probably thought it was all over for them and it wasn't. So, you never know, man. You never know. It's not over until the end. Seriously though, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be hopeful, man. I I'm hoping for the best. I I keep saying hope, but it's like it's like in Star Wars, man. They they all have hope. You just got to have hope. What else? What else has been going on? I I actually went out garage sailing the other the other day. It's not something that I do very often. I'm not I'm not as much into garage sales as I am as the the dig or the thrift store and the and the flea market. What I don't like about it is like you're driving around and you stop and maybe they have some stuff, maybe they don't. It's like you're putting a lot of mileage in for a lot of maybes. Whereas if you go to the flea market, everybody's there. They're all there in front of you and you just have to you just have to walk around. And I don't ever I don't have the best luck. I see people on like Facebook groups posting all these all these cool things like Darth Vader heads full of full of old school figures and all this stuff. I just don't ever I don't ever find anything like that. But while I was driving around, I saw a sign for a for a flea market inside of a inside of a trailer park and trailer parks are there, you know, they're like on the side and I don't have I don't have a lot of reason to ever drive inside of them. So they they they're like these unexplored lands and I saw the chance to go in. So I'm like, this will be cool. And on the sign, it said flea market, bake sale, pizza. And I said, oh, pizza. They got pizza in there. Oh, word. You know, I, I had to go check it out. I am I'm a pizza dude, man. I I love pizza and I love flea markets and I love bake sales. I like bake sales, too. I think that's I think that's a cool way to raise money. It works out for everybody. Somebody gets a cookie. That somebody being me, I pay a couple dollars, I get to get to do a nice donation while filling myself full of chocolate chips or whatever. It's all it's all good, even though I am presently on a on a sugar embargo. I do I do appreciate the art. So anyway, I go I go on inside and this place was like a retro wonderland. I didn't find a lot of great stuff. I wanna say that, but this this trailer park had this beautiful old school retro vibe to it. It was like it was like the 70s had come alive again. The the flea market was in this it was in this common area and then it also expanded into a interior clubhouse where the where the pizza and the stuff was at. And this was this was the best part to me because when I went inside, not only did I find pizza and I'll get to that in a second, but I saw a I saw an activity bulletin board for all the different things that they do inside the clubhouse. And amongst them were a ham radio club. That sounds like, that sounds so great to me. I have always been interested in the world of ham radio. Not enough, not enough that I'm like going to go out and invest in a set of ham radio stuff or anything. But I do, I do think it's cool. I, I think that I was interested, but I took that interest into doing Icy Robots Radio instead, but if that never existed, I could possibly be a radio ham, but you never know, but anyway, they, they had like a ham radio club, and then they had a couple different workout groups, they had jazzer size and something size, but then they had, 
they had my favorite one. They had one that said VCR workouts. And I, I looked around the room and they had like an old school TV set up, the kind the the kind that's on the floor, you know, the big uh the big console style TV is on top of the VCR. And on top of that was a stack of like Jane Fonda workouts, butt buster workouts, all these cool things. And I'm thinking the people get together every once and again and they do a VCR workout. I'm like, that is so great. If I lived here, I would be so down for the VCR workout class. I, I guess I could do that at my house. I got a I got a nice rug on the floor and I got a VCR. I could do I could do buns of steel, but I don't. Maybe I'm only saying I'd be down when I really really wasn't. But then then you never know, man. Maybe just the motivation of seeing the weekly VCR workout thing might get me might get me to get those abs of steel. You never know. I think I do know that I wouldn't be doing it. But you never know. Hope springs eternal. Anyway, I was perusing my way around and they didn't really have a lot of great stuff at the at the flea market. I found um I found a, a workout Barbie in the box for for the wife. She was at home, you know, ailing. So this Barbie was something that really, you know, helped to perk her up, but I I found the pizza, and that was great, man. I I loved it. Somebody there was making homemade pizza pies, and they were they were slinging them in the oven and pulling them out, and it was like seventy five cents a slice. You could buy a whole pizza for five bucks. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be a glutton. I realized I could have brought some home for the crew, but I didn't want to do that either. I just wanted I just wanted the slice, so I got myself a nice um nice slice of cheese. It was. It was a bit doughy, but it was also a bit delicious. It was well seasoned. The cheese was of a nice quality. They could have they could have kept it in the oven for a while longer, but that's all fine. I realize some people do some people do like that um doughy style. I like a thin, like a crispier, not a full on like like a tortilla kind of crust, where it's like a thin, like crusty, crunchy tortilla. I do like it thin though, but um this was this was good. I was very, very pleased with the pizza. Very pleased with the VCR workout. The flea market was only, eh, I did get that Barbie and it was only like 10 bucks. And that's, that's a bit more than I like to spend for an item. But considering it's something that, something that she collects, she's on her deathbed. And that, uh, it might help, uh, might help perk her up enough to make it to the next day. You know, that is probably, in fact, worth 10 of my hard-earned clams. I also went to an estate sale. Estate sales are interesting. It's weird to go through... It's weird to go through people's entire houses and see and see their stuff. The only thing I got there was a, I got an Atari game. I got a copy of Dig Dug in the box. I don't presently have an Atari 2600, but I like the way that, I like the way that the games look on the, on the shelf. One time I saw a, I saw a picture of Ferg, and this is Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast, which, which is one of my favorite shows. I saw his I saw his Atari room. It was a picture of him, and you could see all of his games over his shoulder. And he had, like, they were, like, color-coordinated, and they looked great. They're, like, like how you keep books on a shelf. And I've wanted to, I wanted to get, like, an entire shelf of Atari games and have a display like that. So, the Dig Dug is, the Dig Dug is going toward that. I only have, like, three or four games right now. I need at least, I don't know, at least 20, maybe. I also got a couple manuals. I enjoy flipping through old manuals. I... I scanned in a couple pages of one. I'm going to post it on uh, icrobots.com. But I, I threw them in the, in the Christmas junk box. This is, this is going to be a thing again this year. I got the Christmas junk box all ready to go. It's full of, full of neat stuff already. This might turn out to be a double junk box. I don't know. This is what we did last year where over, over the course of the 12 months, I collected a bunch of stuff in a box in my office. And then, 
Then when Christmas rolled around, I gave it away as a, as a incentive to go and do something for Toys for Tots or whatever it is they have in your neighborhood. It's like, like a Toys for Tots equivalent. If you bought something, you got a chance to win the box. It went to, it went to Phil Carey and my man Phil took it over to the Arcadia Retrocade and they, they played with it there. It was a lot of fun. I got a, got a post on icyrobots.com about that too. So I threw the, I threw the manuals in there. That's going to be something that, something you may be able to get your hands on when, when the year rolls around. Let's see, what else is popping off? I've started getting into Blu-rays. I don't know if I even, if I even mentioned this on a previous episode. I think that I have, I don't know, but we went ahead and we got a new TV and I decided, eh, might as well get a Blu-ray player with it as well. I don't know. I, I've i never had one. I have a DVD player, but I've never upgraded it. So we've been we've been getting some Blu-rays. What I what I like to do is I get them over at, a, at Joe Video here in Santa Rosa. They have a pretty fair collection of previously viewed Blu-rays. And you can get them for like $8 or $9 a piece. I got... I got Thor Ragnarok. That one had a lot, a lot of neat extras on it. Uh, character bios. Uh, a neat video where Jeff Goldblum's character comes down to Earth and lives with lives with an Earthling roommate. That's worth that's worth checking out. I got that. I got Rogue One. Rogue One had a lot of neat featurettes as well. There was one on one on each of the major characters. The one on Saw Gerrera was was particularly interesting. What else did I get? This, this past week, I picked up Lady Bird. I got that on a previously viewed. I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture my stack. I haven't gotten to watch Lady Bird yet. It has a, it has a director commentary, which is, that's like the bare minimum when it comes to putting something on a DVD extra director commentary. I, I still want to check it out, though. I'm curious what Greta Gerwig has to say about some of the, some of the Sacramento locations, like the, like the thrift village or the thrift town or whatever it is that they go and they get stuff. Um, doop, 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 doop. I got X Men Two and Dark Knight. I got those at the flea market. I got those for like six bucks uh, total. Um, that was cool. I I'm really straining for stuff that's going on. In a little bit, I'm going to talk about some Star Wars figures that I looked at and a couple that I bought, but. I'm trying to flesh it out with with interesting stuff. One thing that I like about getting the the previously viewed Blu-rays is that I get to I get to help out the good old Joe video. I get to help out the video store, but I don't I don't have to return what I bought. It costs it costs twice as much, but at the same time, I don't get to drive all the way across town over by Food Max to return it. So I think that I think that you know I'm saving money as far as like saving time. Time is money, you know. You got to think how much, how much your time is worth, and then how much time you're going to spend to go return something before, before you consider it. Plus, it's cool. You get to keep it. You get to put it on the shelf. It's fun. You can loan it out to somebody else. Once you've seen it, who even cares if, who even cares if you get it back, you know? It's like, it's already in my brain, man. I don't need the actual uh, physical thing here to, to enjoy it, but it would be nice. It would be nice if you returned my Ladybird Blu-ray, bro. I've, uh, I think I found all the Solo figures from the upcoming Solo, Han Solo, Han Solo, a Star Wars story, is that what it is, or is it just, is it just Solo? I'm not sure, it's, it's the one about the origin of that, uh, cosmic scallywag by the name of, 
by the name of Han Solo. There's also also a bit of Chewbacca. I am way looking forward to this. As you know, I ate the pancakes and went to the Denny's. I've been on the hunt for the toys. And I think that I think that I found them all. There is there's a bit of a uh, a bit of a trick here, I think, as far as as far as your ability to acquire a acquire a Han Solo action figure. As far as I can tell, and this is this is just me checking them out at the store. I haven't I haven't really gone online or looked or anything. There are there are like three different three different Han Solos, but to get them, you got to get either the Millennium Falcon, which is ninety nine bucks, or or that um, blue land speeder that he zips around in at one part, or you have to get the uh, what is it called? The Force Link, the thing that you the thing that you like wear in your wrist, and it makes makes the figures talk or something. I am not super sure what it is about all in all, but the the Force Link gimmick deal thing. I don't have one. Do you have one? The Force is in your hands like never before. Use the Force Link to activate real movie phrases. The darkness guides me. And battle action sounds. Connect to over 30 Force Link figures and power up the TIE silencer with lights and sounds. Control your epic Star Wars adventures. Now the Star Wars galaxy answers to you. Force Link Band comes with one figure. Other figures and vehicles each sold separately. Batteries not included. It's that thing. You wear it on your wrist and it plays sounds. Do any of you guys have that? I do not have that. I I don't know if any of the figures that I have are uh are Force Link activated. I don't think so. I just buy the I just buy the cheapy ones. Hold on, let me look back here. I wonder if, I'm down on the Earth base, as you know, I wonder if my A-Wing, the A-Wing with Tally, I wonder if that is, I wonder if that's Forest Link activated, I don't, I don't know, but, um, the only way that you can get your hands on good old Han is to buy one of those, I couldn't, as far as I could ascertain, there may not be a, there may not be, like, a loose Han Solo that you can get, there's not a, there's not a loose Londo Calrissian, I keep calling him Londo, I think it's, I think it's because I'm saying Han instead of Han. I'm saying Lando instead of Lando. I should just go back to Han. Han and Lando. Good old Han and Lando. Um, but uh, you can't get a, a solo Lando, and you can't get a can't get a single Han Solo. As far as as far as I can tell, maybe maybe they just all got bought up in the in the early days. There are there's a lot of toy scalpers around here. There's a lot of the dudes, it seems like they buy some of the newer cool stuff and they take it over to the, over to the Batcave. That's our, um, that's our vintage toy, vintage toy and comic store here in town. I like it. I do like it. I enjoy the Batcave. They have a lot of, a lot of cool things in there. The environment's fine. The prices are all, they're all fairly reasonable. It's the kind of place where they have different vendors. There's different vendors in different spots. And the prices, they do vary. Some of them are very reasonable, but I don't find... I don't find any of them to be over the top. I I buy stuff there from time to time. I bought a bunch of um bought a bunch of comics. They had a pretty neat dollar comic bin. I was if I go in there and I look around, I feel like I should buy something because it's not a museum. They gotta stay open. These dudes these dudes gotta pay their bills. I don't have the things there just just for kicks. My my brother in law has a he has a kiosk over there. He sells stuff. Check this out. He recently took over the he took over a vending spot at the 
at the flea market, the one here in town that's designated for food, right? I don't want to, I don't want to blow his cover. This is his, this is his story to tell, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell that anyway, the booth next to him sold food and they were going out. They were going to leave the circuit. So he, he bought them out, but I didn't, I didn't realize that at the flea market, they have each of the different type of food has a, has a monopoly on that food. For example, the the dude that sells donuts is the only guy that can sell donuts there. The one that sells popcorn, the only one that can sell popcorn. She will not get another popcorn vendor. So when he when he bought this stand, he bought the rights to sell this and be the only one who can sell this. It's cool. At one point he was gonna he was gonna get the hot dog truck, but that ended up that ended up falling through for whatever reason. But then he would have been the dude that has the monopoly rights to sell hot dogs at the flea market. And that's, that's something because I see a lot of, um, I see a lot of hot dogs for sale there. I see, what I mean to say is I see a lot of different people eating wieners, eating Franks over at the, uh, over at the flea market. I myself have bought a couple of Franks from that dude too. He has, he has a special where you get like a Frank and a soda and a bag of chips for like two fifty. It's pretty good. I bought it before, but he was gonna get that, but he didn't get that. He instead got something else, something else that is a ubiquitous American food. So he should be doing, he should be doing pretty good with this. I've gone over there and I've seen him slinging these, and uh, he looks like he's doing all right. I'm happy. I'm happy for Bro. But he's got the booth at the Bat Cave, and he's got that. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the. The good stuff gets bought up by these, um, by these Batcave guys. Not, not all the Batcave guys. There's a lot of the figures that I have a hard time finding at the store. I find over at the Batcave. I'm sure you guys all have, you all have some place in your region that kind of, kind of has this sort of thing going on. What else is, what else is popping? I don't know. I think that, I think that I'm going to get up out of here with this, with this caretaking I've been going through, man. It's been it's been a burden, man. I, I get here when I can, and I record when I can. I do the stuff when the time's available. But I'm, whew, it's becoming a bit of burden, and because of that, there uh, there's not going to be a new show next week. We're going to have a classic episode repost. I got got some doctors' visits, stuff like that. It's gonna, it's all out of my hands, man. Real life, real life is intruding into um the the good old Toys R Us report. So it'll be like a fun. Fun classic episode repost. Maybe I'll if I get the if I get the chance I'll throw up like a uh, a real wisdom later in the week for you guys to check out. Maybe I'll put up the one. We'll stay on the Star Wars tip. I made one about the Last Jedi. I'll sling that up there, and you guys you guys can check that out. Those are short. They're fun. Real wisdom's another show I do. In it, I I look at uh, films and what sort of moral lessons you can get. For example, I did one I did one about Rogue One the other week, and I talked about a. Uh, this speech she gives about taking chances and how the best way, the best way to go at your problems in life is like one little bit at a time. So you don't get, so you don't get overwhelmed with one big thing. It's fun. You want to check that out. Real wisdom next week. I will do my best to be back the week after that. It's going to be, this is all going to be coming back. Eventually I'll be back on the space station. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Hop on over, hop on over to iTunes, leave us an iTunes review, since you're gonna have an extra week, maybe we can, we can gather some of these up and check them out the, the next episode when we come back. Hit me up with any ideas you have about, um, episodes you might like to hear about this boring life. I'm thinking, what about food? Food might be the next one, maybe TV, I think. 
Tell me if you think this is a good idea. Hit me up on Twitter or on uh, Facebook, facebook.com, black, backslash, backslash, blackslash, I see robots. And let me know if you think this is a good one. What about a mini where I tackled two topics? The topics I thought were games we used to play, like various incarnations of tag, and then the other one would be about places that used to have video games in them, like different different places I would go to play games and various memories about that, like the 7-Eleven, the pinball machine in the 7-Eleven, the Aladdin's Castle, stuff like that. Two different things, maybe equaling out to 45 to uh, 50 minutes. Let me know. Let me know if you think a mini-sode is a good idea. Also, I'm going to say it again, we need some iTunes reviews to help us out. Look it up. It's IC Robots Radio. You get you get all the shows on the feed. If you can hop over there, give us a review. I'll read it on the show. Be like... Be like Sammy Delgo. Be like Stuntman Mike. Be like everyone else who's a good bro and did this for us. So, until next time, it's gonna be gonna be a bit of time. You guys are on your own. So, until next time, this is me, I see Robot signing out. This is episode number one fifty two, Avengers: Infinity War. Until the until we meet again, my friends. If you don't know, now you know. Feel your thoughts. No lie is safe. What have you really brought me, cargo pilot? Borgullet will know the truth. The unfortunate side effect is that one tends to lose one's mind. This is 36KICU, San Jose, San Francisco, Oakland.